internet what is up it's monday and i hope everybody had a fantastic weekend and are enjoying their summer and i can't even believe it like we're almost all the way through june already like the time is flowing by so fast i can barely keep track of it so and that's the way it is it's the way it is one minute i'm at a memorial day barbecue having a beer eating a hot dog next thing i know i take a breath i blink and boom I'm at a Labor Day barbecue, drinking a beer and eating a hot dog. And then the next thing I know, it's like more in the middle of ski season. So time just flies. Okay, well, this episode of the podcast is brought to you by yours truly. All right, let's talk about things that we have going on right now. So we've got Patreon. Let's talk about Patreon for a second. Patreon, in case you didn't know, go sign up. We're, we're on Patreon. Go, sign, go check it out. Go sign up. Go pick a tier level. We've got three different tier levels. Uh, we've got Around the Campfire, which is $10 a month, and that gives you a bi-monthly live Q&A twice a month. So gather around. We'll host a live stream, and we'll, we'll sit down, and we'll like chop it up, and we'll I, I answer questions. We tell stories. We talk about life. It's really it's, it's a good time. So swing over there, and that's the, that's the entry level is Around the Campfire, and that gets you bi-monthly Q&A, gets you direct message access, and it gets you uh, a sticker of the month club. Get you access to the sticker of the month club, which, by the way, we just received all of our artwork back and everything got approved and we sent it off to print and we should have stickers by actually they're supposed to be showing up either tomorrow or the next day and then they'll get sorted and they'll get kicked out and we're going to try and have those out to you by next week. So my patrons, that's what's happening. We're going to have those done and out to you guys here shortly and you're just going to get a pack with all 12 of your stickers that we designed for this year. So you get that. So if you sign up 10 bucks a month, you'll get direct messages, bi-monthly Q&A, and sticker of the month club. Now, next tier up, 25 bucks a month. That's the team room. What does that get you? It gets you a little like trade craft video, which is usually me just doing a quick vid on tricks of the trade for like gear hacks uh, on things that pieces of gear that I like to use. And then we'll put those up. You'll get the bi-monthly Q&A and you'll get sticker of the month club. And then you will also get a lone element hoodie, which we have the art back from and our friend Jess over at JM Artworks Studio I think is what her handle on the gram is maybe it's dot studio anyway she's gonna be on the podcast soon this year I won't say soon she's gonna be on the podcast this year we're trying to put together something this summer but she's a wily little creature and she's difficult to she's she's all over the place super talented artist but she is actually providing has provided the art for the hoodie so we're going to throw a beautiful piece of her artwork on the hoodie, and that's going to go out to all of our team room people. And that is not going to be available anywhere else but for patrons in the team room. All right, next tier up, 50 bucks a month in the stack. What are we doing there? We're doing a free class slot, okay? So we're going to, we're going to give you guys a free class slot, but you got to sign up and you got to pay for that for six months, okay? So cause what I don't want to happen is for somebody to sign up, pay for a month or two months and then cancel and be like, you owe me a free class lot for training. That's not, we're not, we're not doing that. Okay. So you're gonna have to pay for at least six months. Okay. And then for our people that are paying in that tier, we're doing an annual invitation to the mentorship symposium, which is going to be a three day weekend symposium here in lovely Jackson Hole, Wyoming. And we set the dates for that currently, or recently, not currently, recently, we set the dates for that. That's going to be probably second week of tentatively second week of September right now. We didn't want to interfere with everybody's summer vacations and summer plans with their families and didn't want to interfere with all the holidays like 4th of July and Labor Day and all that stuff. So we 
specifically set it for the second week of September. And that gives us a little bit of breathing room, gives us a little more time to plan, which we've got starting to shape up. The announcement for that will go out soon. So my patrons that are paying in that tier currently, we are going to hit you guys with a uh, syllabus and an, an itinerary here shortly, probably within the next week. So be looking for that. So you'll get access to the invitation to the summer symposium. Then you'll get still get the bi-monthly Q&A. You'll get the sticker of the month club and you'll still get the hoodie and the tradecraft videos. So that's what we got going on over on Patreon. Now, what else do we have going on? We got the YouTube channel up. In case those of you that are wondering that don't know, we got the YouTube channel up. So swing on over to YouTube and give us a follow and subscribe on our YouTube channel. And I think we've got about four videos posted up there and then I have a bunch of other videos posted. I have, just check out the playlist section of that. But yeah, go over, go swing over, give us a follow on YouTube. Instagram has been this continually like sick dying animal that it's been since I've gotten my first account deleted at almost 9,000 followers. So we're like, we're hovering around 800 and we just can't seem to grow that thing because I'm like pretty sure I'm on like the lowest tier of like Instagram shadow ban, ban hell that you can possibly achieve. Like I'm like, I got shadow banded. They deleted the first account and then I got shadow banned. I think at like 200 and now it's like I've been floating somewhere around 800 followers and it goes up and down mainly because I like to piss off the internet by being controversial, but that's me, okay? We have real talk over here. That's what you can count on for this podcast, okay? We're going to tell it how it is over here. So if you don't like that, hit the unsubscribe button. Thanks for showing up. But if you don't like it, go seek media elsewhere, okay? that's We all have a choice. But yeah, I really appreciate it. If you like what we're doing over here and you like what's going on, give us a, give us a follow on Instagram. And then also hit us with a review, okay? Because we've got... We've got like a 4.8. We got 4.8 stars on uh, uh, iTunes, and we got 4.8 stars on Spotify. But definitely swing over there and like get, leave us a review. And if we suck, like to tell me, tell me why we suck. You want to give us like a one-star review? That's completely fine. Just tell me why you suck. Great. Why? Okay. I would love to know why. Always want to self-improve. Always want to get better at what we're doing over here. So, unlike most of the thin-skinned little snowflakes on Instagram that can't handle it when I talk about controversial things and they've got to immediately unfollow me, but then they cry about other people being snowflakes. It's super fun. Kato and I are going to chop that up in the next episode of Weapons Free Wednesday. But yeah, give us a give us a review. We'd love to have a review. So do all the things, people. Click subscribe, share, review, comment, complain, all the things. Do all the things, okay? So yeah, go ahead and swing over there and give us a, leave us a review. We would love to have one. Okay, so my next guest on the so my next guest on the podcast is a friend of mine LaSalle and she is a fireball I think this is one of the most fun podcasts I've done in a long time I laughed it was great it's definitely spicy it's, it's, it's definitely definitely spicy so she's great she's fucking hilarious she's like me she does not pull punches with anything she is very much like me. She just loves to tell shit how it is. And she does, she gives exactly zero fucks. And it, it and she's a fantastic human and a, and a really good firearms instructor. So I'm happy to have her on the cast. So without further ado, let, let's fucking get after it and grab your favorite beverage, whether you're at the office or whether it's afternoon or evening time frame, and you are going to go outside and sit on the porch or in the hammock and grab your favorite bottle of beer or beverage and just... Hang out and enjoy this next episode of 
Falone Element Podcast. Okay, we're back. We had to. <laughs> we had to read. We have a, We had to have a redo. The intro was a little bit. It was like nine minutes of things that were <sighs> highly inappropriate. And for this <laughs> podcast, that's saying something because you have a, a tremendous. You have a, a really dark sense of humor, just like I do. It, it matches mine, and we yeah we don't mind saying the fuck word. And I so thought that was allowed here. It is allowed. It's oh, allowed. Okay. You're you're pretty much you're unfiltered. Like I'm not gonna I'm not gonna filter you. There's no censorship here. You can say whatever you'd like. You can motherfuck whoever you want. <laughs> you can say cunt as much as you want. Thank you. We'll do oh, all no, of that. I appreciate that. Well, thanks for hosting. And yeah, well, let's back up with the Desert Patriot story. So we're here with Lasalle. Yeah. AKA Liz, but I'm the only one that gets to call her that. I think it's hilarious that I put up a meme and other people immediately started trying to call you that. And you're like, uh, no, no, you don't rate. Yeah. So I like that. I, I mean, like... most people don't even know my name or how right. to pronounce it anyways. Well, I, I fucked that up too. From the beginning, I was like Lazelle. I know. And you're everyone, like, hey, Everyone does stupid. that Z. Yeah. It has an S in it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not French. Right. So. Yeah. It's just Lazelle. Yeah. Yeah. I fucked that up and you were very quick and sharp on the correction and i was like oh okay i apologize i mean oh. to be fair though i was calling you ryan for for a while yeah for a long time yeah, yeah. I, okay. I mean you were even on my phone as ryan yeah okay well i just recently changed it yeah like this the, yesterday yeah well that's good <laughs> just yesterday huh <laughs> just just yeah, finally yesterday huh? okay yeah. well to back up yeah i found you on the gram of all places of course and um I was, I can't remember how long ago it was. It was, it was a minute ago. It was before you opened your physical location. Yep. Mm -hmm. it, was a, it, was, it was a minute before that. Yeah. So I, I can't remember. I was like all things guns and you popped up in my feed and I think I clicked on there and then I, I clicked on your feed and was like looking at your page and then I checked, I, then I, I think I asked skunks old a.k.a. Dr. Chasington Farnsworth. Right, yeah. I asked him what about you, and he was like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's a, she's a, she's pretty prominent in, in the industry for, oh fe gosh. for a female shooter. So yeah. I was like, oh, okay, cool. And so then Thanks, I looked down and just combed the page and was pleasantly surprised that you weren't going hard in the gun bunny paint, which <laughs> girls are. And to be quite clear about that, like my – definition of a gun bunny is a chick that really doesn't shoot she is mainly using guns to get attention mm -hmm. and a lots of tits and ass yeah i which, don't have which, either of those so i can't physically be a gun bunny right even if i wanted to so i mean i'm built like a 12 year old boy so. i mean yeah i don't i don't agree with that but it's okay. <laughs> yeah, i don't i don't agree with that at all but the uh that, yeah, that's how I initially found you. I was, was on the gram and I checked out your page. And then the thing that I really, really liked is that you're this badass desert single mom. like, And you you cannonballed into starting your own business, which yeah. is really difficult. And I want to hear your thoughts on that and kind of like where the friction points were with that at some point. But 
the starting your own business and being an entrepreneur is very difficult. Mm -hmm. And then doing it in a industry that's predominantly, it's very male dominated, but it's also um, filled with idiots <laughs> and uh, mm -hmm. people that think they know things that really don't know things. So right. kind of like all of the dudes at the, every dude that works at a gun shop counter or at a range. Yeah. All yeah. the RSOs are yeah. just professional. Yeah, they're the most dumbest group of humans that I've met on several occasions. I got yelled at. I got kicked off of a range one time for just doing single shot drills <laughs> out of my holster. Where was I at? Oh, I was in Scottsdale Gun Club. And my friend at the time, um, he's worked for FN and he worked for Surefire. And uh, he he was um, he was one of the, I think he was the general manager at Scottsdale Gun Club. Mm -hmm. And uh, I got invited over there. And it was, when I, it was back in the day. This is when I was working at Surefire. And I'm sitting in there, and I'm in a private, like, he set me up with a private lane, you know, in this VIP side of the club, and I'm in the VIP side of the club, and I'm just doing, you know, single shot drills out of the holster where I'm just like, you know, draw stroke, present, side, you know, side acquisition, slow, steady, squeeze, one shot. Right. Trying to be as slow, methodical, accurate as possible, really focus on perfect repetition. And this dude comes up to me, and he goes, uh, sir, what are you doing? <laughs> And I just stopped and looked at him. I'm like, uh, I'm shooting. And he's like, you can't do that. And I'm like, uh, do what? He goes, are you holster qualified? Oh, <laughs> holster qualified. Yeah. I'm like, uh, yeah, bro. I've been holster qualified since, you know, I don't know, my last combat deployment. And he was like, well, oh, you're, you're, you're in the military. And I was like, yeah. I was like, I didn't really know that I need to, I didn't know holster qualif and I like did the air quotations thing. I didn't know holster qualification was a thing around here. And he was like, yeah, yeah. Well, if you, if you do that again, I'm going to have to throw you off the range. So you can't do any holster work. No, you can, but you have to like have them sign you off on it. Like they have to like stand there and watch you, make sure you're doing it safely. I think there's a little block of instruction. And then here's the kicker. I think you have to pay like $25 extra to get At that Scott little Still. gun club. Yeah. Interesting. And, and I don't I've know. I've heard really good things about them. So. Well, this was years ago. This was like, let me think. I, about I haven't actually shot there, but. This like, was 2008, I yeah. think. 2008. Maybe seven. Might have been 2007. Right. So it's been a, it's been a super hot That's minute. why I like to just do desert range shooting. Mm -hmm. Set up all my own gear. Yeah, that's why it's probably nice to just eventually own your own range so which that you it, don't... Which I want to. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. So, you and I connected on Instagram, and I was very... I was super stoked because there was no gun bunnying going on. You post some funny shit, you know, but it was not... There was no anything that I would construe as gun bunny shit going on. And then you, um, uh, you know, you starting your own company and doing your own thing with the training space I was like I was yeah. super impressed with it and I reached out to you and I was like hey this is really awesome I really like what you're doing here and good luck and if you need any help let me know yeah which I really appreciated yeah. I got that email from you seemed like a okay lad so yeah 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 there was no there was no angle there was no weirdness I was just like I was just I I like to see people I have a soft spot for entrepreneurs yeah because it's a fucking excruciating suck so fest yeah, yeah. People don't realize it. I mean, if business was easy, everybody would be doing it. And it's it's not. Like, you have to solve the one million problems every fucking day. And sometimes... Like, honestly, it is easier to show up to a nine-to-five yeah. job, get the paycheck, mm -hmm. and go home. Yeah. So, like, I get that. It's not for everyone. Yeah. No, it is certainly not for everyone. 
especially when you're doing like services provision training Mm -hmm. is uh, still very difficult because you're dealing with with humans and you have to like worry about liability insurance and training location and and um you know who you're training you need to you know be very diligent about like who who's who's coming to train um and vetting them properly before they even show up so there's a lot of work that goes into the backside of of all of that that a lot of people don't know about but then it even gets more difficult when you start designing and developing product and you have supply chains and you have all the one million things that go along with like taking a product from ideation to a physical object that you then can sell to a, a customer it's a yeah i'm not in the product line right so. y- there's an asterisk there yet right yeah i think you have right some i have some stuff in the yeah. works yeah i'm yeah. excited for it yeah no it's pretty revolutionary yeah for some target stands um which are in the works you know yeah i'm excited to see them kind of a do it yourself but yeah it was awesome to see you like firing up the welder on your gram yeah 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 uh i'm not a great welder but i was out of targets like target stands yeah. because uh some of my friends are kind of dicks and like mm-hmm. not very good shooters and they just shot out my target stands and i'm like wow like i spent a really long time on mm-hmm. all of those like with pvc pipe and honestly it wasn't very cost efficient i could order stuff from amazon and mm-hmm. it'd be cheaper but i like to do stuff myself um, so, and then there was a class like the next day and I'm like, I have to, I, I don't want to do these like PVC things. And then I just had this really great idea because it takes up a lot of room in your car, like, you know, with the target stands and oh, yeah. still like yeah, yeah. a ton and it's heavy. Yep. So I had this great idea, um, to make it as simple as possible, but sturdy as possible and able to throw some stands in my range bag and just Mm -hmm. go and then that's what i'll be working on but i i can't release that until you know like a final product comes yeah but i'm using those for all my classes right now you know it's good to flush it out and to make sure the design's good and exactly what you want it to be um because no design is ever ready to go on first revision so right i've never put anything out that was first revision as a matter of fact a lot of my designs are years old like I mean, I'm working on a sling concept that mm-hmm. I'm going to give you a prototype yeah, to mess around I, with. Yeah, I'm excited. And I, um, I've been working on that for like three or four years. And yeah. it was, I designed my own hardware. Like I 3D modeled my own hardware because I was like looking at what's going on with slings. And I'm like, I don't, none of these, I don't really like any of these. There's just, there's just things that I hate about every sling. Yep. And then I finally was like, okay, well, let's make a list of all the things that I hate. And then I was like, okay, now let's make a list of things that I like. And then I was like, all right, where is, where's the, where, where can we actually do some innovating now? And so now I have a, I have a concept and. Yeah. And I've, I think uh, what I, I've seen of it so far, it's yeah. going to be great. Yeah. Well, I, w- I definitely want your feedback on it. Um, and so, yeah. So you and I discovered each other on the gram and then you've got Desert Patriot thing going on. You're going to start doing product, but then uh, you reached out. And you got nominated for the Gundies this year, which I thought I was did. I thought was awesome. I thought it was a joke. Like originally, I thought it was yeah. a joke. Um, How did they contact you? Via email. 
Um, it was after New Year's. I was like super hungover and just mm-hmm. not having a great time New mm-hmm. Year's Day. Um, I was up in Phoenix with my buddy Eddie at his house and woke up. I had a flat tire. I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, great. Like New Year's off solid. I have like a two hour drive home. Yeah. Changed the tire, and then I was just going, like, super slow, and then, you know, checking my phone while driving, because that's, you know, safe. And the <laughs> Everybody does it, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, and it was just such a long email, and then it had, like, you were nominated for Firearms Instructor of the Year, and then, you know, um, got the invite to the Gundys out in Uvalde, is it Uvalde? Uvalde, yeah. Yeah, Texas, and... um yeah, and then it was like a People's Choice Awards kind of mm-hmm. thing, right, for the gun industry. And I have, like, no followers on Instagram compared to who I was up against, mm-hmm. like uh, Lucas T-Rex Arms, uh, Tim Kennedy, mm-hmm. War Poet Society, John. Old John. Lo- old John, who won it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm super happy it was him because he deserves it. Um so, yeah, like, these people have, like, a substantial, like, hundreds of thousands of followers, and I have, like, 9,000 on my mm-hmm. on my page. And I kept forgetting to, like, post, like, hey, go vote for me. I think I did it, like, four times. I clearly, like, didn't win. But the Gundys were awesome. Like, that was a great experience and really got to network mm-hmm. quite a lot. Yeah. And when I mean network, I was just super fucked up. Playing um, beer pong. Yeah. <laughs> play, playing, playing beer, beer pong. pong. Yeah. With, uh, yeah. I, I reintroduced myself like three times to people. Um, it was a fun, it was a fun, uh, it was a fun event. I really appreciate the invitation. It was an opportunity to go there and see what the other side of the industry is like, because yeah. I didn't, those are, tr- that's traditionally not the side of the industry that I play on. I'm like on I don't know, more on the development side and... Well, I don't even play on that side. Like, I don't... Like, as, uh, like I'm in the industry, mm-hmm. but I'm so out of touch. With, with who's who in the zoo. Yeah, with who... Well, yeah, like, I don't know anyone. I'm really, really too good at minding my own business. Yeah. Sometimes, so, I, like, I didn't know anyone. And, like, there was a substantial amount of YouTubers there, right, with, like, great followings. Yeah um great people yeah i i didn't meet anyone that i didn't like so yeah. like everyone's actually was like very humble and yeah they awesome. were great they were great people we met some uh, we definitely met met some great people and it was nice to see that side of the house and then it was like cool to see everybody that won like uh kato loves he's called everybody calls him gun jesus and that's uh i forgot his name but he runs the uh, forgotten weapons page and he won. He was the dude that like did the. Um, he had to call in oh, and accept oh. the award. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's the guy. I thought that was Post Malone. No, Post Malone also won. He won like celebrity supporter of right. the two A community or whatever. Yeah, and he sent someone in. Yeah, he sent somebody to accept an award on his behalf. But then. Um, oh, the, I know who you're talking about. Yeah. Now. Okay. Yeah, yeah Gun Jesus. He had like the he had the like Wyatt Earp thing going on with the. I think my favorite. He's got long hair. I think my tail. favorite was when Brandon Herrera mm-hmm. won, and everyone was chanting "Let's go, Brandon!" Yeah. just over it. That was awesome. That was yeah. great. Yeah, yeah. yeah that was, I love that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no. Uh, John from War Poet won. You know, the firearms instructor of the year. Mm-hmm. 
super stoked front row he was actually the only person that i kind of got starstruck mm-hmm. um i really wanted to introduce myself but there was a incident at the hotel um earlier that day and I, you know i just was day drinking uh, <laughs> <laughs> kind of the whole time. i know how that goes yeah how that goes. yeah um ease my nerves a little bit mm-hmm. let loose you know like i don't have kids Mm-hmm. No. Yeah, the single mom life is, is is extremely difficult. So when you you get a break, you need to I take know. your break. I'm like, oh, yeah. okay, I'm go hard in the paint yeah, when you I'm get drinking. your break. Yeah. yeah. Um. But no. So we got off the shuttle, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> the little shuttle bus that was taking us from the hotel to the actual ranch. It's Ox Ranch, I think, uh, or Drive Tanks, right? Drive Tanks. That, they're located Ox. there, but it's the Ox Ranch. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Um. So. I don't know what cut over me, but some, like a little boy and his mom and his dad left some stuff in the shuttle. So I like ran into the hotel Mm -hmm. to try to like track him down. Like, oh my gosh, you forgot this. And then they're like, yeah, that's not mine. So like I was running out of the hotel before the shuttle took off and John was walking in and my only interaction was, was this, like I just yelled at him. I was like, you're John. And that was it. And I left and he's like, oh, and I just ran. <laughs> I just, <That's>... yeah, <laughs> I was scared. What did he do? He just. Did he just, he was like, uh-huh, that's me. No, he didn't even say anything. Like, he just, we looked at each other. We mm. made eye contact. And I said, oh, my gosh, you're John. And that, and then he, that, I think I just weirded him out. Mm. And I just ran out the door. Yeah, I didn't get a chance to talk to him either. I wanted to talk to him because I really like what he's doing he with. He just has, like, great hair. Like, I mean. Yeah, he's a handsome fellow. Yeah. He is a handsome fellow. Yeah, but I would but say so that, nice. Yeah, I would I would say I really love what he's doing with um Warrior Poet Society Network. Oh yeah, for sure. I'm I want to check do you know more about that? Do you know more about what because I haven't done a super deep dive on it. I'm just looking for you know, in my you know, because you've got to listen to me bitch about it several times to our colleagues, but like and you've listened to the podcast and stuff where I'm complaining about my Instagram getting oh, shut down. Oh, we're like, doing this again. Okay. Well yeah, I, I well no, I just no, let's talk about it. I'm like, I'm I know excited. you're so tired of hearing about it, but I'm shadow banned. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Like, but you're not. Like I can find you instantly. But, but then other people like, Oh my gosh, Brian, you're you're shadow banned and <laughs> like you're not. They're just trying to like ruffle your feathers, and yeah. I think it's. I cute. think your mocking game is is good. It's 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 a ten. <laughs> I'm not mocking. I mean, um, I here's, mean that, here's that the sounded thing, like though. mocking. To I you mean, heavily. a little bit. Yeah. So so here's my thing with the whole Instagram thing because I also my previous account got shut down, no warning, no nothing, and yeah, I was upsetting, but at the same time, it's a free platform like social media. Right. It's mm-hmm. a free platform for us. So can we bitch that hard about it? Like, you know, it, it's free. People rely on social media too much. I'm really old school. If you didn't know that. Mm. Uh, yeah. Like, I'm starting to I'm starting to catch on to that. Yeah. Like just got Internet for the first time. Mm. Kind of old school kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. I'm, I just I just don't get the whole social media thing. Like if you go to my page, I don't post a lot of like training content. Like, I'm kind of a one-man show. Like, I don't have, like, a camera guy following me around. And I know that you suggested, like, set up a camera, you know? Like, I, I just feel like <laughs> that's so that, was that mocking? fucking that sounded, weird. That sounded like mocking just, just then. I mean, like, like who – and I see it all the time. Like, um, girls or, or dudes, you know, setting up, you know, their cameras and posting, you know, content for the gram – I just, I'm just busy. Yeah. You know, like I don't, I don't 
feel the need to document everything I'm doing and then posting it online for other people mm. to see and form an opinion about. Like, I don't, it doesn't, it doesn't get me off. You know what right. I mean? Like, it's just not a thing. But I'm going to do better because I, I am, like, taking your opinions. Opinions or advice? <laughs> Op- opinions. Okay. Um, <laughs> I'm just trying to help. I'm just trying to be a value add. So no, and you're not. But um, like I, I'm not a value add. <laughs> no, you are. You are. And and That's I. All. Des- I do, desert page. Desert patriot, ladies and gentlemen. She <laughs> is ruthless, which is why you can see we get along so well. <laughs> she just does not give a fuck. <laughs> no, I, I I get what you're saying. I'll, I'll form up some content, maybe upgrade from a flip phone to an iphone i thought i think everything that you've done up to you know this point to include getting nominated you know and there's a lot of haters in the gun industry oh yeah like fuck the gun dudes it's fucking stupid it's not well not really it's really cool to get get to get recognized by your peers of your industry and i think i think think that's awesome i think it's important and i I think i just do things a lot differently than majority of people in the gun industry like Mm -hmm. or who i partner with or like what i do like a lot of like domestic violence stuff Mm -hmm. rape victims like uh the native american Mm -hmm. women and and i'm not like a showboat like if you see me out at the range i'm you know in whatever you call them what do you say jeggings jeggings which is not true no it's not true we we confirmed that those are in fact just really tight jeans yeah tight jeans um but no or i'm nothing stretchy about them or i'm in literally leggings and Mm -hmm. like high socks and dad shoes with a belt like that's Mm -hmm. it i'm not tactical and a a t-shirt yeah yeah like i'm not and a ball cap yeah exactly just out there blasting away (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) like i'm pretty normal person Mm -hmm. The fact that anyone even finds me interesting is cool uh, because I'm, I'm just pretty laid back. Well, you're a great person. And then also, I mean, besides, I mean, your shit talk game is on, let's say it's a 12. It's on point. <laughs> Thank you. You do a great job hurting feelings on the in- internet. It great. makes me laugh constantly. Uh, it's because it's not real. Like, I'll <clears throat> talk shit to everyone on the internet. But if they reach out and have, like, an actual question like i'm right there to help but like a lot of it is just dudes drooling Mm -hmm. over like they don't even know me like i don't even look like those pictures like Mm -hmm. for for instance like right now right like like yeah i can get done up and look pretty but like this right here yeah (laughs) glasses yeah nerd glasses no makeup yeah 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 which is fine it's the real you yeah, real me. Yeah. So when dudes kind of drool over me, I don't, I don't appreciate it. Yeah. Like I should feel flattered by it, maybe. And I know a lot of people get their confidence boosters on on well, social media, but like I don't. I think there's a difference between recognizing somebody's attractiveness and addressing that properly. Right. And being. Like my Instagram. Probably inappropriate. Right. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. it, don't be weird. Yeah. Like, I'm just here to make people laugh. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah. I, I So, my policy on, on social media is I'm super professional in all dealings with my, my business. I have a very strict policy of the customer's always right, even when they're not. And even oh, when they're, when, I do not even, agree with that. Even when they're stupid, no. I, will, I will help them to the best of my ability. If you email me right, and we have any inner workings going mm-hmm. on, like, you've paid for product. Like I had, I've no shit, had people buy helmet covers 
and just set the helmet cover on top of the helmet. I'm not kidding you. Like, like you would put the helmet on a table <laughs> and you would take a dishcloth and you would just like lay it over the top of the helmet uh-huh. and they get, they email me and they're like, yeah, I need a refund because this doesn't fit my helmet. <laughs> and I'm like, and, and it took me a while to catch on to this. So I like gave several refunds at first and then I was like, wait a second. And the only reason I caught onto it is because I, I was just curious because I, I knew I checked the order. I checked with – Were you order. asking for photos before you gave them the refund? No. For like at least the first, I think, five or six times that it happened. And then I was like, let me – and then I was like, I, I checked the order right. with what you ordered. I verified what type of helmet they had. I then called our order fulfillment company to make sure that they had indeed sent the right SKU, mm-hmm. and they did. And I was like, okay, this is the right helmet. It's the right size. The order fulfillment confirmed it. So I was like, hey, can you do me a favor and just send me a, you know, I'm happy to refund your money and make or, or whatever you need. But just if you could just send me a photo. And I got a photo of <laughs> them just laying. just laying the helmet cover over the top of the helmet. <laughs> and I was like, hmm, yeah, not, not, uh, that's not, that's incorrect installation. Right. Yeah. yeah, that's not. That's, did you did you make directions? Yeah, um, yeah. So I I helped that customer out, and then as soon as like they knew how to like install it, right? You know, there's videos on the internet of it, and there's I mean it's see it, like I have a different mentality on that. Of course, I'm not like mm-hmm. on the product side, but I've had a substantial amount of just jobs and doing kind of all the things. Mm-hmm. So when as you do when you're an entrepreneur, yeah, yeah, yeah. you do the one million things every day. Yeah. I mean, no, like even my nine to five jobs, like I just didn't know what I wanted to do, but I sure the fuck didn't want to be the person like customers always right. Like, no, they're, they're not actually, Mm -hmm. that's why I have my business, like my own. So if I can tell someone to fuck off, Mm -hmm. then I absolutely will. Um, I'll take constructive criticism all the time or, you know, like that's fine with me. Um, but product and servicing is kind of different. Right. Mm-hmm. So like a lot of people would pay for a class and not, not show up and then ask, like, want a refund. No. And I'm just like and, and I was originally doing that because I'm like, well, I didn't put any like disclosures or anything like that. And I was refunding them. But like all those spots that are empty or if they don't show up, like yeah. I could have had someone else fill those and I'm losing out on money mm-hmm. at that point. And everything's out of pocket, like especially small business, like you're paying for everything out of pocket or like the range fee or Mm -hmm. all the supplies, everything. So then I finally was like, yeah, no, you can like come into another class, but you won't be refunded, stuff like that, Um, which is great. But I mean, it's all right there on my website now. Yeah. I had to deal with a lot of that too. Once upon a time when I was like hard in the training paint, the, yeah. So I, I will, if, if there's a interaction via email has to do with the website, you bought product. Mm hmm. I value you as a customer. I will definitely go out of my way to make th- whatever, Absolutely. We'll make yeah. things right for you. Um, but with social media, I have a different tact with social media because it's kind of, it's a different environment and I will meet you where you, where you're at. So if you come into my page and act like a dick, I'll meet you there. I mean, I don't feel I'll, like your social media is professional at all. Yeah, it's not. It's not. It's not. Like it's yeah. raunchy. Yeah. We've, we've had arguments about it. Yeah. Like you post raunchy things. I do. You know, yeah. And, drug addict stuff yeah. but um <laughs> oh, yeah. is, that, is that a fact is that a fact yeah, yeah. you're a drug okay. addict yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <What>? no. <laughs> no you can't 
Oh man. That's great. That's great. Folks, this is actually factually incorrect, but it's fine. <laughs> I mean, it's not. It, it just um, so is. You post, you know, like, what was one? Uh, a bunch of penises that were mushrooms. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because you're a shroom head or I, whatever you call it. I mean, no, I, I, I'm not a shroom head. I use psychedelics for, for my healing process. And, you're healing, right. And it happens once. A year, maybe twice a year. So once, once a month. Um, yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> no, you're so, you're so full of it. But, oh. Yeah, but yeah, I do post things, and a lot of times that's to, I have some objectives. One, piss people off. It doesn't. And, Two, and people like to view it. Right. Test the algorithm. Right. No. Totally. Like that's, everyone. Like my new page. I don't know if you saw my new page. What I was I know. putting up. I know. I had like Kermit the Frog. It. I had Kermit the Frog doing blow and I said, your yeah. pussy game is trash. Yeah. That was me testing the algorithm to be like, okay, am I being targeted? Like, are they watching me? Like, are they going to flag this as inappropriate? Is Are they going to flag this as inappropriate content? Or are they just specifically targeting, you know, guns, freedom of speech? Like, right. are, what are they targeting? Like, that's a lot of times when I'm doing things like that right. or I'm like putting no, up. Totally. It's putting all, putting up. All putting up testing totally educational purposes yeah no i totally get it um i think it's funny though you know with you hopping on and like oh i was just glad to see you know that's not tits and ass and gun bunny stuff but Mm -hmm. then you turn around and just post some dude fucking some chick and i mean i've never posted anything (laughs) like that i've never i mean i'm sorry i'm sorry uh a guy like pulling down a chick's panties yeah that's for yeah, algorithm testing purposes. In your stories. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah totally. Yeah. We'll, yeah. we'll leave it at that, I guess. Um, great content. <laughs> <laughs> really value. I almost choked Val- on my coffee right there. Valuable. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I learned a lot. Yeah. So. Good. Yeah. Good. I'm, I'm happy, to, happy to inspire and educate people. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. And to piss people off. Sometimes I just like to light Molotov cocktails and throw them into the internet. I mean, I've never seen anything that would be like, oh, that's, that would fire me up and just mm-hmm. get me super mad. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, it is the internet. The I mean, but you're good at, you're very good at it yourself. So. I mean, you yeah, can... I know. But do I mean to? Maybe. But like. Oh, there's plenty of times <laughs> that I've read some of your shit and I'm like, oh, she's definitely targeting. That's specifically meant for somebody. And she's, she's being wonderful. <laughs> terrifically. Great human. Great human, yeah. Yeah. Great human. No, yeah. I try my best. Peace, love, and Jesus. You yeah. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's what goes on on my page. Yep. All the time. All the time. Yeah, there's no targeting of Green Berets at all on your. Okay, but that's your... different. <laughs> <laughs> First of all, I love Green Berets. Mm-hmm. I have a track history of dating Green Berets. Yeah. Um, and then. How's that worked out for you? It hasn't. Um, yeah. if, you know, like they're. <laughs> yeah yeah you you weren't ready you weren't ready for that or you wanted to talk some shit about my game on instagram and now here you are <laughs> no i i went a little hard on the gbs mm-hmm. um but that's just um, that was a healing process of yeah. mine um yeah. to talk as much shit as i could um but basically making fun of myself right like yeah. i felt like it was making fun of myself because of my history with gbs and it not working out um mm-hmm. and maybe like i needed to take a new approach of not dating green berets yeah. like maybe just stop that because yeah. it's not working out for me yeah um and i guess i took it too far a yeah. little bit 
And uh, I had a bunch of GBs, and my DMs just fucking hysterical. Um, yeah, I mean they're soft, they're thin-skinned little bitches. I mean, <laughs> no, no, no. The only not difference, all of them. The not only difference them. between them and Navy SEALs is they don't really like to do their I, hair that much. They usually just throw on a ball cap, and they don't. They're not like in the, you know, shower trailer on the fob, like putting gel in their hair before they go out on an op like SEALs do. But yeah, no, uh, they're like rugged, and I love them no. still to this day. I mean, there's not one rugged thing about any of them that I've ever seen. But I mean, yeah. look at yourself. Yeah, I know. Marines do it better. Marines, <laughs> interesting. Yeah. I'll just leave it at that. Um, yeah. I I love my GBs. Yeah. Yeah, it was just a weird phase, and I'm glad it's over. I'll get some few stragglers. Um, Every once in a while. Yeah, but I mostly had to just go ahead and delete mm-hmm. my. Green Beret memes. Yeah. Entirely. Um, actually, one of them got reported. A whole thing. That's of, because one of those thin-skinned little bitches probably got offended by it, and they, yeah, they, they, they pushed the report button on you. Yeah, they took it down. Um, yeah, let me just see if I have any. I usually, like... I read. love to listen to... There's a, even a page. I think it's called Dudes in the DMs. There's a page like that, and it's all screenshots of the stupid shit that dudes say in the in the dms to to girls oh my gosh um i can hardly wait to hear this i i just like i i, I ignore so much oh so this man th- this is what i've been oh <laughs> <laughs> yeah fire away fire away no i think it's weird because like if i post a picture sometimes mm-hmm. like it will be sent back to me like in a message like yeah. they'll send it to me mm-hmm. like so this guy sends me my own photo mm-hmm. and i'm like yeah that's me and then that's how they kick off conversations with me now. Like, is oh. this a new thing? Like, I don't. No. So what I, I mean, I've been guilty of that in the past, but it's usually to draw, to begin the, the context of like what I want to talk about that's relative to what you wrote in the post or what you put in the, or like what the picture is. Because if you just dive into talking about something, the other human being that's on the receiving end may not have the context for what you're talking about unless you send the photo and then you're like nice gun belt or whatever or nice what you know like it it helps establish context but i've never used that as a as a way to kick off conversation no it's just a kick off conversation um Mm -hmm. i make a lot of i'm gonna fuck your dad jokes too Mm -hmm. over on instagram i haven't by Mm -hmm. the way i've not fucked anyone's dad i think it's hilarious because dudes are all about the your mom jokes like all the time so why can't i counter yeah me and Um, myself and will petty like we that's our favorite little shtick that we go back and forth with is your mom jokes yeah so i'm like i'm always like oh yeah i'm gonna fuck your dad and um (laughs) (laughs) and now i just have a substantial amount of dads like in dms like i'm just like you they didn't dads didn't pick up the they didn't they didn't pick up the the sarcasm they implied sarcasm no they're like oh this yeah so they're like oh wow like there may be a chance like is there is there like a waiting room for this? Is there like a number that I can take? Right. And and I think sometimes I, I joke around too much because like, um, like, I don't know, maybe like I come off as like some sort of dad. Slaying machine? <laughs> yeah. 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 I, and I, I mean, you I have just... painted that picture on your social media, but, <laughs> right. but you're actually a pretty vanilla human being. I'm a very vanilla. Yeah, yeah. Like I keep to myself. Yeah. I don't even like. Yeah. You're a hermit. Yeah. I don't yeah. like social interactions at all. Mm-hmm. And like. I don't want to go out on a dating spree yeah. with any of these humans. Yeah. So like it's or fuck your old wrinkly <laughs> dad that is has bald and, and is fat. And... Okay. 
wears flip flops and Hawaiian t-shirts around or Hawaiian oh, shirts. Oh, I around. love that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love super that. attractive. <laughs> no, like uh, sometimes I want to golf. Yeah, um, I do like that. Mm-hmm. And drink, day drink, day um, drinking golf. I just don't have time for it. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I don't have time to pursue the dads and the simps here. Like I yeah. don't have time. Business, yeah. working, mm-hmm. kids, bunny. I've, I've noticed that that's a new catchphrase. What simp? Simp. Yeah. yeah I didn't yeah. know what that was until someone yeah. explained it to me. Yeah. I honestly am not sure what it like stands for. I think it means simpleton. I think it's short for a simpleton, which is a really basic bitch human being oh. is what it is what I think it means. It is funny though. Like mm-hmm. a lot of these simps mean well. Um mm-hmm. and I appreciate them because they boost my algorithm a little bit um when I get shadow banned. So when they when they comment on my stuff a bunch mm-hmm. of heart emo- emojis and fire emojis, like I mm-hmm. appreciate that because yeah. like but but they need to post more because like uh going by the algorithm. Right. Um you have to actually comment like real words. Right. Like, or share form. or save. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. they save the shit out of my photos. Yeah. So yeah, like I'll post a selfie and I'm like, why are these getting saved? Mm-hmm. And then I was like, oh, I hope. Well, one, they're probably going in the old men's spank bank. <laughs> right. And two, super. it's good because then the algorithm's boosting you and your right. followership's good. I mean, yeah, I'm finally, since that last account got deleted, I'm finally almost to 10,000 on this one page. Thank goodness. But we'll see how far, how long it lasts. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I've realized now that people only respond greatly when I post memes. So that's just what I've been doing. Oh, right it's, it's, it's one of the things that infuriates me about <laughs> social media. Yeah. I almost made a meme making fun of it because it, yeah. it infuriates me. That I will put up, like, I'll, sh- I'll be someplace, I'll put up a great photo of me adventuring, or, like, a sunset, or, like, a cool picture of a tree right. that I took a picture of in Africa when I was, like, out contracting in Africa. And um, I'll put up stuff like that, and then I'll, like, write something super insightful that, right. you know, hit me in the moment that I want to, like, inspire people with, or that I'm trying to help people with, or just, it's an emotional, it's a way for me to, like, I don't know, put my put my emotions out there and then if it helps other people great or I've like written poetry and attached it to a cool photo and nobody pays nobody pays attention to it like I get zero if I write if I write a poem and even put up a great photo with it zero engagement yeah zero if I put up a meme 2,000 likes thousand shares bunch of comments 200 comments you know like it's just it's it's ridiculous so no I know um, I've I've done the same thing like insightful mm-hmm. you know bullshit yeah um that's not really bullshit like it's very meaningful to me and mm-hmm. like no one gives a shit no but if i if i post a meme yep with like you know a little one sentence yep. whatever some like dad slaying shit yeah people will go the internet <laughs> sets on fire yeah yeah and it's not like i can post like a half nude because mm-hmm. then i would you know probably get reported and, yeah. and people would think I'm like a 12 year old little boy. Right. And, and, and like, maybe a gun bunny too. We want right. to avoid that. Yeah. Want to avoid, Cause yeah. you're not. No, exactly. Yeah. So like what the fuck's the point of, yeah. of that. And, and plus I don't like post a lot of photos where it's just like, so, um, there's like this new trend on Instagram with females and I love all the girls out there just like working hard or whatever. Yeah, they do, do your thing ladies. Nobody's um, hating you. Yeah. No one's hating you. Unless you um, don't train. Yeah. Then you're, 
than your gun bunny. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't even say gun bunny. Like, mm. go fuck yourself. Um, right. anyways, and same with guys though. Like, there's so many Completely. fucking gun bunny ass fucking dudes. dudes. Yeah. Um, one guy called me a gun bunny, on um, <laughs> <laughs> on a uh, disgruntled man's page. Mm-hmm. Um, tagged me. I'm like, I don't even know who the fuck this person is. Yeah, it yeah, was a whole training mm-hmm. like company. And I'm like, that's so weird to comment that because the the people that he commented that on, like, they contracted me. They paid me mm-hmm. to go out there and teach. Yeah. And and I was like, wait, what the fuck? I'm like, I don't even know you guys. So, like, also in the industry, like, a, if you're just a girl that likes shooting, mm-hmm. like, it's a pretty easy target. So, right. like, a, everyone's going to be called a gun bunny at mm-hmm. one point. But these fucking dudes, like... These motherfuckers that, <laughs> that think, you know, like, oh, I'm such fucking badass, like military, whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, they really suck at shooting. Like, I've, yeah. like, outshot them. Like, not on purpose. Just, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, and then I'm like, fuck, like, am I hurting their feelings? So yeah. then I'm just like, oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry I outshot you. No, sorry. I don't think you should apologize um, for that at all. You no, should and then I'm like, you know Bake what? up no, a big the... batch of shit cupcakes and just smash them in people's faces because that's what yeah. I love to do. But no, like some of these dudes are fucking gun bunnies too. Like, mm-hmm. or like these dudes that, oh, well, I just can't train because I don't, I can't find ammo. Mm-hmm. I'm like, we're past that, bro. Like we're, there's a substantial amount of ammo everywhere. And even when there was like a shortage, yeah. um, pretty easy to find yeah like you're gonna make time for it there's so many other ways to train too mm-hmm. it's not like you have to be popping off like fucking 200 rounds each time you right. go out shooting like 50 rounds mm-hmm. like that's well that's what i tell myself that i'm gonna shoot mm-hmm. and then you know tons of drills like so yeah i always find it funny because shooting like you can lose it like you can lose that skill if you're not continuously doing oh yeah it. it's a perishable skill for sure especially pistol Oh, yeah, for sure. Pistol is a super perishable skill. And the other thing, too, that I find funny is, like, all these internet commandos want to build their, like, Mark 18, you know, clone of their AR-15 so that they can, like, run around thinking that they're going to be, you know, doing 13 hours and shit in their neighborhood. And and realistically, like, that's not your primary weapon platform when you're a civilian. Your primary weapon platform to defend yourself is going to be a handgun. So you should probably learn how to shoot a handgun really yeah it's interesting like the whole dude dynamic right because that's expected like dudes and guns and you know Mm -hmm. doing their fucking stupid fun shit but but no it's weird because like they're the first ones to not take a stance against anything Mm -hmm. like that abolishes our two-a rights a lot of instructors too when i jumped into this industry and even now when it comes to to a rights like constitutional carry yeah. a fuck ton, ton of them don't agree with it like they agree with the whole like you have to take a course and you have to get a ccw all because of money mm-hmm. aspects like i'm in arizona so we're constitutional carry um i still hold ccw courses right mm-hmm. um but i always tell them like yeah you don't really need this but at least like know the laws um but these fucking fuds or these trainers like specifically dudes that i've noticed Mm -hmm. don't like that because they're going to be losing out on money so and a lot of the youtubers too like they don't take a stance against things that actually like abolish 2a rights constitutional rights it's all about money or they bitch about it on the internet Mm. like that's the thing like a lot of people just bitch on the internet 
yeah. and do nothing. Like, for instance, Lucas, right? Mm-hmm. Lucas, T-Rex arms. Yeah. Everyone hates him. Everyone knows I don't. But that's because he does a lot for the actual 2A community. Yeah, so I don't, uh, you know, I've had a case of fuck Lucas a few times in my life, but it's not, it's not a, um, there's things that he does well. He runs, you know, he's grown and run, run T-Rex arms well. They put out some product, they put out good products. Um, they have like engaged in legislation to overturn exactly. things. Yeah. Um, he does uh, shoot very well. The, I think the disconnect that I had with him, and I'm not opposed to civilians like learning this stuff or having right. it, but when you try and paint yourself as a subject matter expert in night fighting, wearing helmets, wearing body armor, doing things that like dudes like me and other guys like risked our lives doing, and then now you're trying, you have no experience in that, you haven't put your name on the line, you haven't like, you, you didn't step foot on the two-way range but now you're trying to paint yourself as a commando yeah that's where i had that's that, that's yeah, where i that's, have the disconnect i think that's where the a lot of the problems come in and um now should c- civilians own body armor fuck yes should they be able to own night vision and put lasers on their guns and suppressors and all that shit fuck yes yeah but absolutely. don't try and come in and paint yourself as this fucking night fighting commando and like you you're your subject matter expert in this when you're not Right. No. And I totally get that. But I also think that civilians can be experts in certain things that don't. No, you're absolutely right. Don't mean that. You're absolutely right. The military like contracts out subject matter experts that are civilians all the time for like off-road driving. Yeah. You know, like I I know guys that are like, they go to rally car racing school. There's no. Like for instance, my dad, he wasn't like drafted or in the fucking military or whatever, but he's a government contractor. They contract Mm -hmm. him all over the fucking place. So like you can be. Yeah, you can be an expert, but um, yeah, I, I want to downplay any of that like Lucas does, like for other people. Right. Um, but yeah, no, I just love him because he is actually like he actually takes a stance. You know whose videos stuff. I like better than Lucas's or what? his brothers? What's his brother's name? Oh yeah, Jake, Jacob. Oh, I think, or, well, yeah. What's his older brother's name? Who actually does the videos for like what's going on, like the two A? Yeah, but like, he's yeah. got some really amazing yeah. design. Uh, yeah. videos in there like they're very smart. very very informative like yeah. he did a communications breakdown on different radios and bands and stuff yeah. like that and how to set up a communication mesh network mm-hmm. and like his brothers i i i love his brother's videos i'll watch his yeah, brother's videos Lucas, all the time lucas's videos like they're they're great um like videography and mm-hmm. how they're run and everything like that but they're also very contradictory to mm-hmm. like he'll post one video contradicts the other video mm-hmm. um and honestly uh going to the tx arm site they actually do have like some great printable drills mm-hmm. um but then you're like watching his their, his videos and i'm like well honestly like he's, he's not very like good precision like it's just all about fast 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 mm-hmm. fast um which like my buddy johnny and i were always like trying to do mm-hmm. and you know now we're just kind of we kind of make fun of it mm-hmm. but no it, it's fun but i i'm just i just bring that up because these people that hate so much on these like dudes like they're actually doing something right. for the two A, right. um, so they should probably maybe stop bitching online and go no, out I completely and agree. do something. Go yep. talk to your fucking community, yep. like call in, talk to your fucking government, shitbag politicians. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yep. Yeah. No, cor- so. correct. Yeah. No, I completely, I completely agree with you. Yeah. The, the gun industry is an interesting little toxic cesspool. It I, really is. I it's constantly really bang my head on the wall, and I'm like, why do I? Why do I have such a passion in this industry? Yeah. When it's like 
what it is. And it's, it's been difficult for me at times. Like the, the one of the reasons that I s- stepped away uh, and went to school, mm-hmm. design school and like left all my tactical shit behind was yeah because I was like sick of the toxicity. It, it, yeah, it's weird. Like I'm not tactical at all, but like I opened up that shop and mm-hmm. I was so fucking excited because people could actually come to me and I was running a bunch of different classroom stuff. And then a bunch of stuff happened where I'm like, I don't even want to be in this industry anymore. Mm-hmm. Like, and so I shut down the shop. It was like real quick turnaround, which was kind of like a learning lesson. Yeah. Right. Um, which isn't like, I don't take it as like a, Oh, I failed on that. That was just like, Oh, I really, really wanted that. And then I got it and it wasn't appealing to me when I did get it. So like, and sometimes you have to take that journey, right? Yeah. That that was not my destination. Like that is, I don't know. But yeah, when I shut down that and then I just went back to doing exactly what I was, which is just training, working with other people, Mm -hmm. um, running my own classes, like, which I was doing anyways. But yeah, the, the gun industry is fucking toxic. Yeah, sure. whatever. I mean, but here's the thing that I always go back to is what keeps me fired up and in it is right. when I have customer service emails that aren't like people that don't know how to put a helmet cover on. They're people that are like, it's <laughs> yeah. from a law enforcement officer that's like, dude, I love your new weapon yeah. light. I use it all the time. Like, it's amazing. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much for putting that out. I super love your big fan of your company. Keep right. doing what you're doing. Or like on the training side of the house when I like used to do uh, training contracts for, you know, military special operations units or law enforcement tactical people. Like I got emails all the time from like uh, one in particular. I did a class for USASOC, US Army Special Operations Command element, and they went overseas, deployed, got into a nasty little firefight in a compound. And then they applied the things that I had taught them for clearing procedures. And they, because they applied exactly what I taught them, they were able to come out on top and the team leader got a hold of me and was like, dude, you, you saved me and five guys from getting mowed down by yeah. a machine gun because of what you taught, like we're, we're, our families like get to have us around and like we're going. And then I got, I got phone calls from, you know, wives when they got back from that deployment and they were like, thank you so much. You saved my husband's life. And then like yeah. they sent me gifts, like they sent me blankets and unit blankets and unit ball caps and yeah, all kinds of wonderful things. Yeah. And super it was, rewarding. Yeah. Right. And so those moments are the most gratifying to me when I know that I was a value add and I had a, I affected change at some level and, yeah. and was able to save save human life like that. That's the most rewarding thing ever. Yeah, that's why I'm in it too. Like 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 I said, even at the Gundys, I'm so out of touch and tune with like who's in the industry or right. what they're doing and things because I'm just so focused on helping. Um, yeah. Do you want to do you want to know a secret in regard to that? What? I didn't even know who Brandon Herrera was. <laughs> I, I know. No. I never knew who Brandon Herrera was until we <laughs> until we got until we got there, and he was like getting this award. And then like after he got his award, I like went outside and like got on my phone and he seems out who really he, nice. Yeah. Like a uh, great hair too. Like yeah. everyone just had a great mm-hmm. hair there. Yeah. Like I, thought, I guess that's all I keep referring mm-hmm. to is like people's hair. Yeah. I don't know why, but yeah, great hair on him. Yeah. So funny dude. Yeah. No, yeah. Very charismatic. Great dude. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. Everyone was super super cool but um going back like yeah that's why i'm in the industry like just doing what i do i'm helping a ton of women right i'm one of the only instructors that i feel like around here anyways that cater to parent and children shooting yeah no one else no one else that i've ever met besides you does that yeah well they think it's a liability Mm -hmm. for them right but it's a liability like guns aren't going to go away so 
no. like back in the day, gun safety started in school, like grade mm-hmm. schools and stuff like that. My oldest, seven-year-old, he's a great shooter, like very natural. He knows, like it, it's very. I feel safe with him. Yeah. Um. So that's what I wanted to do with moms and like their kids or yeah. dads and their kids and for them to trust me with their like yeah. children. And and I never say, hey, they have to be this age. Right. You know? Um, I trust the parents' judgment on what their children can handle and can't. Um, and I'm just there to guide them. So I love that. I, I love the whole family outing and creating mm-hmm. an experience that like, oh my gosh, they can look back and like, remember when we all went out shooting or yes, first time I shooting. completely agree with you. Yeah. Um, and then they're learning the safety mm-hmm. around it and everything like that. My son um, has actually taught like some safety classes because, you know, like as kids, you don't want to oh, hear. Doing teach backs at seven. I love yeah, it. Isn't yeah, isn't it great? Yeah. Um, but yeah, like as, as parents, like kids don't want to listen to their fucking parents sometimes. Like, right. Um, so with Quentin, he's a little... He's got a little entrepreneurship brain yeah. already, and kids like to listen to him. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, he was even on the news, really, really scared. You know, we made it on the news. <laughs> and then um, one of the things, like, he, he's so good. Like, he, he's so good, but we get a little frazzled when it comes mm-hmm. to stuff like this. Like, even this podcast earlier, it yeah. took me a while to get into it. took it. you a minute to Yeah, it yeah. <laughs> took me a minute. Um so when he was on camera, they're like, well, what's the point of like you having a gun? Like, he's like, well, in case someone <laughs> breaks in, we'll shoot them. And I'm like, no, you can't say that. You can't say that on the, you know, the national television. Okay. Right. Like, let's keep it a little, little more PG. And he did. And he was totally great. And That's it's good. not like he teaches like that at all to his mm-hmm. peers. Like, he's just very adamant on gun safety, like the NRA and National Shooting Sports Foundation, who I partner with, um, do really really great kids programs things like that uh that we follow and he's got it down stat so i'm excited yeah i find that the sooner you integrate this into a child's life and teach them and lead with the safety aspect the more competent and safer they will be and it growing up yeah and it just shows them respect right like it's teaching them what to respect um how to handle things like um like even hunting and things like that Mm -hmm. i think all kids should go out with their parents Mm then and hunt and see that okay this gun can take a life or however it you Mm -hmm. know whatever they want to do even bow but yeah i think it's great and then arizona game and fish here like i'm gonna do hunter's ed class for them starting Mm -hmm. up and i'm super excited about that yeah but i i haven't met anyone who does Mm -hmm. like that yet like in the industry no but that's a big thing that keeps me going. Of course, like I train guys, mostly mm-hmm. with um, people that I contract with. Yep. I'll be the only girl there. But like for Desert Patriot, it's mostly female and kid right. dominant. But Yeah, the uh, I started my son shooting. I started shooting at seven. And I remember the first, I had this like, I think it was a Marlin. I still have it. It's at my parents' house. It's uh, the first rifle my dad bought me when I was a kid. was uh was a Marlin. 22 and he like and it was a single it was a lever action yes but it was a single breech loaded that's awesome yeah so you like rack the lever down and then breech load the from the top of the receiver there's a ramp that drops when you unlatch the lever and then you push the bullet right into the breech and it was just a little single shot right and so uh and then you had to cock the hammer back Mm -hmm. it wasn't 
double action at all, single action. So a cool, it was a cool little rifle. And that was my first rifle that I got when I was seven. And then I was like hunting small game by the time I was like 11. And then I killed my first white-tailed deer at like 12. What I was think. your experience? Do you remember? Like, of course you had. A yeah, I was out with my, I was out with my grandfather like, and my how uncle. How did you feel? I felt fine. Really? Yeah. Uh, I've yeah. seen like so many people just get so emotional. Yeah. Oh, I still do. I, I mm-hmm. cry a lot. I mean, I think I'm just a crier. I, I mean, know. yeah. I mean, that's a that's a living organism that you just ended so that you can eat it. So yeah. I mean, I, I after I, I yeah. harvest any animal, I always pay it proper respect and and uh, yeah, yeah, it's it's a it's it's tough for some people. I've seen I've seen the same thing. I've been out with my friends' kids and they like will shoot their first deer mm-hmm. and then they'll like stand there and cry and then. Yeah, you know, my buddy, my buddy is like, Hey, get in here and start getting these guts out, you know? And then yeah. like the kid will, will give yeah, them their moment. No, it's great. Yep. I, no, I think I'm just like a crier. I don't know. Like I, in Oklahoma, um, like I love raccoons mm-hmm. and then we hit one with the car and I, I was a fucking mess. Like I was. <laughs> you drank cause you smashed a trash panda with a car. Yeah. I was oh, yeah. so sad. It was just mm-hmm. the weirdest night though. Like we were just going along, trucking along. Mm-hmm. Um, there's some deer on the like side yeah. and then some skunks and I'm like, Oh my gosh, I feel like I'm in a fucking Disney movie. Mm-hmm. And then boom, we hit <laughs> a fucking roll the trash pan. Oh huh? yeah. Like I was, I was fucked up for at least mm-hmm. 10 minutes. Like I, I was, it was rough. It was yeah. rough for me. Yeah. Yeah. I had that situation happen too, where I was coming, where was I? I was coming back from, I was actually coming back from teaching a class up in uh, um, when I was I used to be with Cogworks and I was up teaching a carbine and pistol class with my friend James up in Oregon and I was driving back from it and I dropped down from Oregon cut across to Idaho and then I was like coming back into Wyoming to get back to Jackson and there's a place that you come through uh, called um, Pine Creek Pass and it is like where you will finish up your it's like on the Wyoming Idaho border and it was like 2 a.m. and it was really foggy, like a fog had settled in and mm-hmm. I couldn't see. So I was only going like 25, 30 miles an hour. Speed limit was like 65. And it's really windy on this pass. And I come around this corner and then boom, all of a sudden there's this baby moose. Bam! And I what? fucking plowed a baby moose with my truck. Oh but I was going gosh. slow enough to like where I had enough reaction time to slam on the brakes and slow down. But unfortunately... Uh, I still hit it hard enough to like break its real his, his rear pelvis or cause spinal injury because it couldn't use its back legs at all. Did you put it down? I did, but here's the thing: like it fucked me up. You know, God, you hit a baby fucking moose. Yeah, I know. I did. I You're felt fucking, terrible. I human. felt terrible about it, and I was even yeah, I should. was going like half the speed limit. It was just a visibility issue. I mean, but a baby moose like those things are fucking. Big. Well, the story gets worse. Oh no! So <laughs> I plow over him. And then I was like, fuck. And I was so mad at myself, but I like, there was nothing I could do. I just like right, literally yeah, came around yeah. a corner and it was just right there. Yeah. There was no reaction time to like do I anything. I mean, you're not supposed to swerve anyway. Yeah. So you're supposed to yeah. go through them. So. so I roll over and then I'm like, fuck, I know I didn't hit it hard enough to kill it. And then I rolled down my window and I could hear it like squeaking and making noise. So I like turn back around, turn my flashers on and then I like roll up and then there's mom standing oh. 20 feet off the side of the road like watching on the other side of the guardrail and here's this baby moose and it's like laying right in the middle of the lane and so then i'm like fuck what do i do like what time is it it's 2 a.m like can i get this 
animal to a to a vet? What vet's going to be open at 2 a.m.? Where's the closest vet? Like, do I scoop her up and like throw her in the back of the fucking truck? Will she even live and survive long enough for me to get there? Like, okay, if I call Game and Fish, it's 2 a.m. Nobody's going to answer mean, the maybe, phone. Maybe, maybe for the sake of this podcast, don't don't say that you actually put it down because that's illegal. Oh, is it? Okay. Yeah. But it died. Yeah. It died. <laughs> it died. It died. I, and that's fucking stupid. It died stupid. in your arms. It's stupid. I don't know why it's illegal to put an animal down to keep it from suffering. No, I totally understand. I think it's fucking retarded. Yeah. Listen, Game and Fish, if you want to come write me a ticket, fine. But yeah, that's what that's what, uh, that's what what happened. And I felt fucking terrible about it. I felt awful. But th- I had no options. There was the, just the timing and the situation and where I was at, like in the middle of the mountains on the Wyoming-Idaho border. And then there's... You know, I didn't know where the closest vet was. They wouldn't have been open at 2 a.m. I don't think I've ever seen a moose. Yeah. They're awesome creatures. But here's the thing is, like, you can't fuck around with a moose, especially with, uh, they're like grizzly bears. Like, they, a a mama moose will. That's what I hear. Yeah, they've they've killed humans. Yeah. Like, moose have. that's what happens. Yeah, they've killed humans. Like, so you have to be, you can't mess around with a moose. And then you killed her child. Yeah, it was an accident. I didn't, I totally didn't mean to. I felt horrible about it. I went through my decision-making matrix of like how I could save the day and there was just no, there was no options. Yeah. No, I mean, there was you, no. you, you hit it with yeah. your truck. Yeah. So. But that was highly upsetting to me. That fucked me up for like a good day. I was like super bummed out. Yeah. Yeah. Especially with like a moose because they're awesome creatures. Like if I run over like a rabbit or a, I'll you know, fuck those things like, like the jackrabbit. Yeah, if I the, plow a jackrabbit or I hit besides a, my little bunnies right here. Right. Yeah. The it, it, I hit, yeah. If I hit a jackrabbit or like a coyote or we used to go bunny bashing. Oh yeah. Yeah. Have mm. you heard of that? No. Probably not. You can, how how are you crying over pandas, but then you're like murdering rabbits? Like how? Oh, that that's like, different. Oh okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. I was just I was just curious. So. No, like. I grew up in a very small town, like mm-hmm. all back roads. Yeah, so like we would just spotlight them, mm-hmm. and um, you know, like of course you do, like you know, you get them with a gun or whatever. Mm-hmm. But then sometimes it just wasn't fun. I I don't really know what the fuck mm-hmm. why we did this. I just you know I always hung out with my brother and his friends, and I guess I just got dragged into this sociopathic shit. But um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah so we would get in the truck we would spotlight them we would have clubs like uh golf clubs or baseball bats oh wow and um you'd go after them. you'd go on a bunny oh yeah you just spree. fucking bank yeah, yeah. Um, because they get all frazzled mm-hmm. um in that big beaming yeah. light light shining into your eyeballs yeah yeah but they were jackrabbits yeah. so oh those big fuckers yeah and, big, and, tall ones. yeah and they would always have fleas and like mm-hmm. nasty shit and like yeah up the crops and everything like that yeah there's some of there's small game that definitely are disease spreading little little cretins like right. like uh uh people get really upset too when we go out and slay i've got pictures on my facebook that would probably get in this current climate i put them up years ago but we used to do like an annual uh so we used to have like when i first started my company mm-hmm. we had the orion design group choose your prey festival oh. and it was a weekend where me and like my closest friends, we would get together, mm-hmm. fill up the cooler, and then we would go out to these like prairie dog towns and just slaughter as many prairie dogs, like precision shoot as many prairie dogs as I we. I don't agree with as, that. As, 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 <laughs> you just, what do, what do you mean? You just can't, you can't 
sit there and be like, well, I used to kill jackrabbits with a golf club like uh, <laughs> like Buffalo Bill, but you uh, shooting prairie dogs that carry lots of disease and tear up the ground and cause larger animals to like break their like cattle and horses to f- get fucked up. Like that's that's why we that's why we wipe them out. Totally. The state even has like a a mandate to like they they have their own little like the game and fish I think has their own little like detachment where they go out and here's here's how they and they blow them up yeah they yeah. fucking fill so what they'll do is they'll go yeah. out with gas and they'll put gas in the in the ground yeah. in these holes they'll go out to all the little mounds and they'll like fill it up with gas and then they'll like <laughs> stick an igniter in there right. and they'll click it mm-hmm. it's like a barbecue gr- cl- grill clicker <laughs> and it'll like explode the gas and like the concussion and the explosion underneath the ground like kills all the prairie dogs that are under yeah the ground. no that's cool i mean um yeah I, I grew up like super hick like I guess that's normal, but mm-hmm. I, they're just so cute, the prairie dogs. Yeah, they're so cute until your horse steps in it and breaks its leg, and then you got to put your horse down. Yeah, yeah, that's unfortunate. Yeah. Um, no, I, I get pretty redneck um, still to this day. Like, I sold all my shit a couple years ago and renovated a cam- camper and went and lived off the land. And uh, I like this story. Yeah. You've mentioned it before, so go ahead and tell it. Like what? So what spawned this situation? Like, what, what was the catalyst for this situation in your mind where you're like, fuck humans and society, I'm going to go? Uh, I guess I've always been like that, yeah. right? So, like, I grew up in a small town, moved to Tucson, mm-hmm. uh, my first city I've ever lived in. And then I had this really, really great job. Great job. Like, a dream job that anyone probably would love to mm-hmm. have. And I just wasn't happy. Like, you know, I'm like, I'm working, like, a nine-to-five job. I feel like I don't need any of this. Like, I feel like I don't need to just, like, go home and be stuck in one place. Um, and so I had this goal for four years mm-hmm. um, of, I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to renovate a camper and just go travel and live off the land and, like, not need any of this. Mm-hmm. And then under the circumstance, like I had my second kid, I went on maternity leave for like three months. And then I was like, fuck all of this. Like I, I'm going to do it. Like my kids are still young enough for me to do this. And they weren't in school yet. Like if I'm going to do this, like I have to do it now. So I sold all my shit, like didn't get a storage unit, didn't do anything. Sold all my shit. I (laughs) went and got a piece of shit camper for 800 bucks like it's really hard to find like an old school camper with like an actual like full functioning bathroom and I renovated it so it took me about well I wanted to get it done in a week I'm an overachiever here Mm -hmm. Um, oh I gather yeah and then I ended up it was like a lot of damaged like wood so I actually had to put in like a whole new back wall Um, luckily my dad was helping me with it. He's like very handy, but like also us working together was not great because like he, we function the same. Like we start something, we'll instantly go to something else. We'll go to something else. And then it's just like a bunch of half finished shit. Mm -hmm. And, um, for him being like a government contractor and architect, like he just eyeball shit. Like we measure once cut once like you know like and then it would just be fucking off and it was terrible like it just took what turned into what was going to be a week took about a month and a half 
Um, and but we had to redo all the plumbing, like the flooring, everything to get this fucker like going. So I finally finally got it renovated. Went off, lived off the land. Um, I don't even know how I got into the subject. Oh yeah. So when when we got like into my little destination, mm-hmm. out in the middle of fucking nowhere, um, it was just like. And so what did you do? Did you just pick the most scenic? public land no i I went back to like my family's ranch everyone was gone at that point um and i inherited some land and i went there and then um it was just like there was always skunks and coyotes and like raccoons that i could never see just see their little Mm -hmm. um footprints and uh, kuda mondays i don't know if you know what those are no they're amazing they're they're like a little raccoon slash like ringtail cat like oh okay yeah they're really cool and they're native here in arizona yeah okay yeah um mean little fuckers though like mean little fuckers they they have like the weirdest sounds that come out of them terrifying like it will keep you it will haunt you (laughs) at night get noted Okay. yeah it's yeah, yeah don't don't recommend but anyways yeah so living on that ranch like i just got super redneck right like Mm -hmm. just fucking killing rattlers all the time just stepping on their heads just Mm -hmm. not giving a fuck and um were you eating them some but like not all like i don't really like rattlesnakes Mm -hmm. but there was just it was it just seemed like infested Mm -hmm. um and then javelina like all the time which are like the pigs that we have down Mm -hmm. here so it was just one of the, them things, mm. I guess. No bunny killing, though, anymore. How how old were the uh, kids at this point? Oh, my gosh. Um, I don't know. Grayson, my youngest, was a baby. And then, I don't know, like five? Mm. Four? No, four. Yeah. So you guys are you're doing it. Living, living uh, <laughs> yeah. your best life out on the, out on the range. <laughs> yeah. Life on the range. Yeah, live on the range. But it was great because, like, on that ranch, I had my own shooting range. Mm-hmm. It was freaking fantastic. We had what was called the graveyard, mm-hmm. um, which was just filled with animal bones, mm-hmm. <laughs> right, from, like, years and years and years, decades of animals that had just died. And so I only had one neighbor who lived across the street, you know, like, or the road right. from me. Um, yeah, he, he would always be so fucking cool. And then he's like, Hey, I hear you shooting like at like two, three in the morning. And he's like, uh, you mind if I like get in on like shooting these coyotes? And I'm like, no, like go for it, dude. Like we're so far away from civilization. Like I don't give a shit. Just don't shoot in my direction. I won't shoot in your direction. So yeah, we'd be fuck like some old man and his wife. Like we would just be popping fucking coyotes from mm-hmm. his house, from my house, like well camper, um, yeah, just like all sorts of hours of the night. Like it was great. Yeah, there's certain parts of the, there's the coyote population is is ridiculous. The uh, the coyotes are weird though because they they'll circle back like they'll they'll come. And they'll stay for about a couple of days, and then they'll go somewhere else. But they they'll always circle back. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Have we to had watch a, their patterns. Yeah, I was. I went out and did a a recce training course in Idaho with Naval Special Warfare, and we were like shooting coyotes from a little bird, and we they killed like eighteen in yeah. a day. Yeah. Because they're just like there was just an infestation on this. This guy that was hosting it had a seven thousand acre ranch. Jeez. And it was just completely overrun with coyotes. So yeah. like, we. 
we, we took care of the problem for him. It was great. Yeah, no. Uh, great aerial target practice. Yeah, there was one coyote specifically that uh, it was my last kill, actually, because it mm-hmm. fucked me up because um, I shot it and it was just looking at me like mm-hmm. nothing, like no, just not like his mm-hmm. little eyes. Like mm-hmm. it felt like it was human don't, eyes. Don't start crying on the podcast. It, okay? it was don't, just human don't eyes. Don't start crying. Don't. <laughs> don't I mean, we can edit it out. It's fine. <laughs> I'm not fucking crying. No, but it it it, it really messed me up. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh my gosh, like why is it looking? I'm like, is this my spirit animal? Like, am I? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was something majestic about the moment, and that was my last kill. And I was like, you know what? I think I'm, I think I'm done with this for now. Can uh, put this little pastime down for a bit. Yeah, uh, and then I got back to civilization and. Uh, now I'm here, mm-hmm. adjusted back. I mean, it was a hard adjustment, honestly. To come back? Yeah. Like, I didn't, mm-hmm. like, my, Johnny, my buddy would, like, come over and he's like, why don't you have any of this? Like, mm-hmm. you need things, like, to survive. My friends have done the same thing. I was like, no. My friends have come over, because I I have a very Spartan household, because I do the same thing. I'm very, I, I was the guy for a period of time in my life that, like, Loved all of the things, bought all the things, had all of the things when I was married. And then when my marriage ended, uh, I was left with all of this stuff and I really started taking a hard look at myself and I was like, I don't want any of this stuff. Like it was a, it's a lesson that I've learned that the things you own end up owning you. Yeah. And so I pared my life down and like sold. I had like a, at one point in time, I had like 600,000 house in suburban hell and had you know the six thousand square foot house with the three car garage and all of the things and i was just like i don't none of this is making me happy and then you know got divorced and now here i am by myself with this monstrosity of a house that i didn't want in the first place yeah you know but i was being a good husband and i was like okay whatever is going to make you and the kid kids happy because right. i i've i'm gone all the time contracting so like your life should be as comfortable as humanly possible yeah and so then I realized I don't want any of this stuff and I got rid of all, I've started selling everything off and then my friends would come over and I'd had this huge house with no furniture in it. And they're like, I mean, you don't even have a TV stand right now. So. I mean, I don't, yeah, you've, you've seen on certain FaceTime occasions where we've, I, yeah, yeah, yes, you've, yeah. W- you've witnessed like me doing things in my apartment and you're like, oh, why is your TV on the floor? Like, <laughs> well, it's because I'm like, uh. Do I really need a TV stand? But I'm you, but the the kicker here though, it's like you have a nice couch, a mm-hmm. very beautiful rug, and then mm-hmm. just your TV on the floor. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's how I roll. I mean, it was a lot for me to get a bookshelf. I finally got a bookshelf. All of this stuff in this house mm-hmm. is free. Like oh, nice. I've just like found it, mm-hmm. <laughs> just brought it in, yeah. or you know, like luckily my grand my my grandma died, mm-hmm. and. I shouldn't say luckily. Yeah. <laughs> that was a terrible... Yeah. yeah. Mom, if you're listening to this, I'm sorry. Yeah. That was a, I, that you, was a you terrible... Miss, you misspoke. I misspoke. Yeah. Um, luckily, when I got back to Tucson and yeah. I got this house, um, my grandma had passed away and they mm. were barely down here. And so it was like all new stuff. So mm. I like got washer and dryer, TV, you know, the chairs. Yeah. So thanks, grandma. Yeah, I, always I, watching over me. You know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. I don't. Uh, I'm I'm very mil- minimalist and utilitarian. I lived in my truck for a block of time. Yeah, and then um, yeah, 
bounced around for a while and just like didn't want to I didn't want to be locked down with rent I didn't yeah. want to be no. in one place I wanted to travel I wanted to be in outside in nature and so like right. I camped all over the place and so yeah. I really enjoyed that for a long period of time and then then ended up um then ended up uh, going to school and so then there was that and then I, so I'd go to school during the school year and then during breaks you know like winter break and then summer break I would go mm-hmm. camp again I'd jump back in my truck and I would go go adventure in yeah. the wilderness and no, so I, I love that yeah I did that for a really long time and I really enjoyed it and so then I, you know me selling all of my stuff off I really had nothing you know I I mean, still to this day, I can fit all of my clothes in one duffel bag. I have like a, what was it, like 120 liter Patagonia duffel bag. It's probably about as big as this table, but like I... I, I'm sorry. Weren't you making fun of how I packed when we went to the Gundy's? Which was how? I don't I don't recall. I, I literally recall. just had a duffel bag. Yeah, I, I had a duffel bag too. I had my little small Arcteryx duffel bag. Yeah, yeah, I had a little duffel bag and yeah. you're making fun of it I don't the think whole I, time. I don't think I was making fun of you. Yeah. I mean, maybe I was making fun of you just for the sake of making fun of you, but I don't really no, think No, you're bougie as fuck. Like, so, like, <laughs> you are. I, I, okay. Go ahead. You qual- bitched about qualified. not having, like, a pour-over coffee this morning. Yeah, because I believe that there's levels of, like, coffee experience, and you're not on what I would call an upper tier of, like, coffee. I, I'm a coffee aficionado, and so I You're enjoy. a lot of things. Yeah. A swell fella, mainly. You're a fucking bougie ass. I, I'm not. I Californian. Just, I just, uh, I mean. Everyone, he's m- from California. I mean, I was born in California. Yeah. I did not grow up there. My mom was like, as soon as I was born, was like, fuck this. I'm not raising kids in this state. Yeah, no, there's just a lot of Thank things you, mom. that you It was the one good thing that you did, mom, is getting the fuck out of California when I was like nine months old. So. Yeah, I, but you still, like, I can see a lot of the California and yeah. I, I mean, I don't know what that means. I don't know. It's just a lot. Yeah, I don't. There's a lot of bouginess. No. And, yeah. I mean, if enjoying the finer things because I'm older now and realize that I'm. Yeah, your birthday is what, next month? Yeah. yeah Congratulations. Quite. Yeah, thanks. I appreciate that. Yeah, I'm going to be 45. Oh, you know. Next month. What we should do buy a 45 and go shoot it at the range sure and then like maybe like have you created a will or anything <laughs> oh my god <laughs> have you created your last will and testament oh uh, yeah i have a legal team for that yeah how, so. how are you going to um do you want to get buried cremated probably cremated yeah yeah i want to get cremated and placed into a tree mm. yeah so i can just grow yeah I want to have my ashes scattered from the top of the Grand Teton, like split in half. want half my ashes scattered from the top of the Grand Teton, and then the other half scattered uh, across a beach of still of my choosing that I have. See, there's your Californian coming out. Great. I'll I'll go ahead and notate that. Oh, means put it in your notebook. You put it in your notebook. The thing that I have um, come to learn about myself especially being down here in Arizona uh, is it's nice to have warm, beautiful weather. Cause I've grown up in the mountains in mm-hmm. the frozen Arctic yeah. and I still enjoy that. Like, don't get me wrong. I still enjoy snow. I still like snow sports. I love to go snowboarding. Kato and I love to do that. He's a skiing machine. He's a slayer on the mountain, but I've I, never skied. 
yeah, I, I really enjoy it. I enjoy uh, snow machining and skiing and snowboarding, and I enjoy snow to a certain extent. But then right. there's that tail end of the year because where I live particularly, like the season runs really long. Like we get four months out of the year that's nice mm-hmm. weather like you've got right now. Yeah. And we, uh, it's sometimes really difficult to get through springtime because you like nice weather will happen. Yeah. Snow will melt. Mm-hmm. It'll be warm enough to wear a t-shirt. You'll see people out there. Again. And then it'll like two days later, the temperature will drop and it'll dump again. And then that's usually like end of April, beginning of May. Yeah. Whereas like most states, you know, that are four season states or that are nicer in a better climate belt will be, or in a lower elevation will have had you know, already a couple months of spring under their belt. Right. And so it's just, sometimes it gets really rugged to live in a, a frozen, I mean, we got, to give you an example, like over, Christ- I, I over mean, Christmas. I've, I've grown up a portion of my life in the mountains. I mean, you call them mountains, but they're really not. Not in you, Arizona. Oh, okay. In, in northern Nevada, like towards Elko. Oh, yeah. There's, yeah, there's, yeah, the Ruby there. Mountains. Yeah, yeah, those are actually freezing. mountains. Yeah, those are real mountains. Yeah. So the, um. Yep. The, we have real mountains here. I mean, I, I haven't seen them yet. They you're, just look like a bunch of hills, but you're hills so in the, full of shit. Hills it's out, like out in the desert. Yeah, there's no really. These are beautiful mountains. I wouldn't call them mountains, but. The, you're mm-hmm. ridiculous. These no, are mountains. They're not really, but anyway. I hate you. I, I know. <laughs> I want to. I want to. I want to retire on a beach. Is probably what's going to happen, like, or just have the ability to bounce back. What and just forth. happened to Wyoming? I mean, I have like Wyoming. I own property there. I'm going to build on that. Hopefully, this summer I'm going to get started on that. Finally, it was supposed to be last summer, but materials got out of control. The pri- the cost of like plywood was like 138 dollars a sheet, yeah. and I was like, nope. Yeah. So this summer, the, the hopefully the prices are are back down and are going to stay down. I'm hoping that like building materials won't be like. I can make you a house out of uh, out of clay. Yeah, no, that probably won't survive the winter. So I'm in a, <laughs> I'm in a. Plus, I don't want to live like an Afghan, um, <laughs> like a Taliban commander. I want, I want you to like. Yeah, no, I, I'll have I mean, you. Like, I'll do it. I know you're a really handy creature, which that's, I really. That's am. the thing that people don't know about you is that you're very construction oriented yeah, and handy and. Yeah. Yeah, you know how to. You definitely know how to build things and weld yeah. and. Yeah. Yeah, I do. Yeah, so we, do uh, you'll be things. invited this summer when we need an extra hammer to swing and hit nails and oh. tell us what to do because we'll probably fuck it up. I'll fuck it up too. Like I mean, like I said, I mean you can't because it's my house, so you got to do a good job on it. Okay. That's true. Yeah. That's like not yeah. mine. Yeah. Measure. Let's do the measure twice, cut once. Yeah. On yeah. my place. Okay. I, I just like eyeball it. Like, oh uh, yeah. 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 Most of the time, I don't even have a fucking tape right. measure. Yeah. Let's 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 maybe just measure. Okay. <laughs> if you, if you come up and you want to... I'll pour concrete yeah, all day. Yeah. So. Yes, that's going to have to happen. So yeah. the... Yeah, so I'm going to build a little compound on my little two acres in Wyoming on the mountain. And then I'm going to do a little wash, rinse, repeat on that model, probably somewhere where there's a beach. I have friends that have like retired in Costa Rica and they love it down there. So I may go down there and check that out, check that scene out, or maybe go to Hawaii. I have friends that live in Hawaii too on the big island and they can't say enough good things about it and there's yeah still i'm not like a i'm not an ocean person yeah i mean well that's why i want to have two places so that i no. if i get tired or one or i feel like claustrophobic yeah, or like you know because like some people talk about island fever or like if you're on the island too long you like start getting island fever and you want to get the fuck off so 
I will have two places that I can, you know, when I feel like sun and ocean and nice weather, I can bounce down to Hawaii and hang out there or fill in the blank wherever I end up on a beach. And then when I want mountains and snow and yeah, do some snowboarding great. and some Christmas winter But that's why I like it right here. Like during the winter, mm -hmm. I can It's go gorgeous right now. 45 what? minutes. Yeah, but like winter, winter. Like this is our winter. Like our winter's January. Okay. But then, then it actually snows. Wh and what's the temperature here usually? In? Like, like how cold does it actually get? This here? year it mm -hmm. only got down to like, um, well, no, it did get down to 20s, but like nothing negative. Like mm -hmm. back in southern, like more southern Arizona where I grew up, it would get like mm -hmm. negative four. But it, no snow, so it was just, like, fucking that cold. That sucks, yeah. Like, you know? Um, but yeah. yeah, I hate that. I hate when it's, like, blistering cold and then there's no snow. It, yeah. it completely defeats the purpose, in my opinion, of, like, having a, uh, you know, living in a, in a climate like that. Where, like, if there was no snow in Wyoming for me to, like, snowboard on or ski or, like, ride a snow machine, yeah. I, I wouldn't. Luckily, it's only, like, one, two months out of the year. Yeah, I would not know? love that. The rest is great. But yeah, no, this winter really wasn't bad here in Tucson. I mean, I left Salt Lake and it had just snowed last week. So coming down here, like even going to Texas when we went to the Gundy's, it was so nice to be. I was freezing. Uh, I was running around in a t-shirt. I was so <laughs> You're cold. like, I'm freezing to death. I'm like, no, this is gorgeous. I was in a t-shirt the whole time. I was going to die. Yeah. And it was, um, we it was should, nice. We should talk about the Gundy's though like more because it was like freezing and a total drunk fest and i just wanted to like some of the girls they're like were in just these tiny little dresses mm -hmm. and i was fucking freezing yeah and you were in jeans and boots and a sweater yeah over a blazer like yeah. that's like i was so cold yeah little brooke was in her um high heels and well you guys also have like no body fat either so there's 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 that yeah, but you like, guys are tiny little creatures with no body fat, and yeah. Yeah, but those other girls didn't have body fat. Mm. That's true. Yeah, like they were just yeah totally fine. Yep. I was freezing. Yeah, no. I can't even remember Brooke saying that she was cold, but she was so hammered. Yeah, no, it was me being out of the out of the weather was nice. It was it, out of the cold weather was nice, and even coming down here has been great. To it's blue skies and what seventy degrees right now. Um, let me see. Let me take a look. Let me take a gander. It is. On the weather, the Google button says it is. Oh, that's 55. That was at. Oh, that can't be accurate. Either way, though. Yeah, it says 55 right now, but it's like sunny. So it's a different. Blue place. sky, not a cloud in the sky. It's gorgeous outside. No wind. And it's awesome. So, yeah, I like I like being in the. Yeah. I like being in some warm weather occasionally. So it's going to be fun. I'm going to probably. Vitamin D. Come yeah, come back down here. Uh, I just got invited. One of my followers invited me to come down here and do some training. So I might I got to hit him up and mm. verify that, and then yeah, yeah. Come, come back down here and like do some do some training. I think the training's going on in Phoenix though. But yeah, I I enjoy Arizona. My family used to live here. I think I was telling you this yesterday. Like my family has like lived up in Phoenix and I've spent quite a bit of time yeah, in the Phoenix I'm not area. A fan, not a fan. Yeah, no, I mean, I, there's parts of it. I absolutely hate too. So, but, come but down I mean, here. I run courses up there. So like I'm up there all the time. Pretty regularly. Yeah. yeah. So I came down here and, and I've only been through here a handful of times, two or three times. This, I think this is my third time through here and it's been years and years and years. Like I think the last time I came through, the first time I came through here, there was, I came down here to do, uh, some instructor sustainment training with uh, my friend Steve Fisher over at Sentinel when both of us were 
Magpul Dynamics instructors. Oh. Um, we came down here. It was when I first got hired. It was after Chris Costa left. They hired me to replace him. And I came down here with Steve Fisher and we met up and did some shooting, um, did some instructor development stuff and got on the same page for teaching, uh, got acclimated to each other's teaching styles and doing things. And then after that, it was, uh, I went, uh, it was like my birthday and my brother and cousins took me down to Puerto Penasco. And I think we drove through here on our way down to Puerto Penasco. Oh. And then uh, Rocky Point. I think love was, Rocky Point. Yeah, yeah. Love so we, Rocky so I spent my birthday down at Rocky Point, Mexico. Yeah, and then that's the that's the last time I've and then and then now. So yeah. but this is time number three yeah. of coming down here to hang out, podcast with well, you, maybe, and then you'll do a Mexico trip. Yeah, yeah. I would love same. to go back. I'd love to go back there. Same. Yeah, it was a great. It's a great. It was a beautiful spot. We stayed in this like nice, really nice resort. So right on the beach. So yeah, it was awesome. Yeah. Yeah, we had a good time. What, in Rocky Point? Yeah. Um, yeah, last time I was there, uh, well, th- a lot of stuff happened, but there, there's also like a banana boat. Was that out yeah. there? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like a boat shaped mm-hmm. like a banana, and yep. you just try to stay on. Mm-hmm. And then, but then there was a shark in the water, so we had to get out, which is weird because I never experienced a shark thing. That really freaked me out. And I'm like, I don't like the ocean. Yeah, I, I, I'm mortally terrified of sharks. Yeah, it's not my thing, though. Yeah, no, I don't ever, I don't like not being at the top of the food chain or defenseless at the top of the, you're not at the top of the food chain. So, like, being in water, and my friends, my close friends that know this, well, they will send me, they'll send me uh, shark attack videos all the time yeah. because they know it just, it freaks me out. So, like, Kato and my other friend Brandy, they, they will send me do shark wa- attack videos. Do you watch Shark Week? No, I try not to. But don't you want to like go, like and dive with sharks? I mean, I do because it's all I. I have this thing with like conquering fears. Right. So like I was terrified to skydive. Terror, mortally terrified to jump out of a plane. Yeah. And my buddies at Usasoc were like, um, if you don't come jump out of a plane, then you're pretty much going to be a bitch in our book for the rest of your life. And I was like, oh, well, I don't want that label. So I'm going to conquer my fear and I'm going to come jump out of a plane. And I ended up doing it. And so you're gonna. Be a hippie and channel your inner healing and go and I am. dive with some sharks. Yeah, I'm going to get into a cage. And then what's funny about that is, like, I mentioned this to Kato, and he started sending me videos of, like, great whites that were smashing through cages. Yeah. And I was like, oh, d- didn't really want to <laughs> see that. Didn't yeah. want to experience any yeah. of that. Um, I didn't know that they were strong enough that they could smash through welded steel cages. Yeah, Apparently, it's a, it's a great fucking white. They can. Yeah. Just so you know, they can smash through steel cages. Yeah, I'm not gonna be partaking in anything along those lines at all. I, yeah. I I can't I can barely even swim in a lake because I'm terrified that someone accidentally put a alligator like yeah. they had a pet alligator. Yeah, and they let it go. Yeah. Or they flushed it down the toilet like, and somehow what, it made it to. What's the... that show? That that old movie with Betty White. And there's just a fucking massive alligator. I think that's Lake Placid, if I'm not Yeah, maybe. Mistaken. And then he, like, bites the guy in half. It really fucked me up. Yeah, alligator. there was another really great, amazing, if you want to see, like, the worst CGI of an alligator ever. There's a there's a movie. No, there's a movie that my was friend, great CGI. My, well, no, no. Th- I'm talking about a different movie. There's oh. a movie called Freshwater. Mm. And it's uh, about a... Also an alligator that's eating humans in a lake. and it's Yeah, see, those fuck me up. Yeah, it's the best CGI I've ever seen in my life. Like, watching those movies as a kid, they mm-hmm. were just so real. Like, same with Pet Cemetery. Yeah. Oh, man. Yep. That really messed me up. Mm-hmm. Like, I couldn't even look at cats. Ever. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like, 
<laughs> the cat missing an eye and like yes. the notch out of its ear. Oh, it's fuck. like rib cage showing. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. But then yeah. I, I'm sure if I watch it like today, you'd I'm probably like, oh, laugh about is, it. Yeah, yeah. But like, I just, like it's just embedded. In yeah. There's mind. movies that like heavily, heavily traumatized me when I was with yeah. Jaws is one of them. Yeah. Jaws. Is Jaws terrible. terrified the shit. And that's why I have such a huge fear of sharks. Yeah. One of the reasons. Um, and then what was the other one? Oh, the one that probably ruined me the most on horror films, The Exorcist. I saw The Exorcist <gasps> when I was like 11 years old Terrifying. and yeah. it ruined me. It um, ruined me from ever wanting to. Yeah. I cannot watch scary movies. Yeah. Hold on. I gotta, I gotta look up this one. Um, cause I was 16 when I watched it and it was about an alien. It's an alien abduction based on oh story um hold on keep see this is where we need kato here kato should be on his laptop search searching kato's like my jamie he should be here like on the laptop what's that like, mean Google, my Google. jamie like you know how joe rogan has jamie and he's like jamie bring that up oh oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. that's kato for me so the yeah there's there's definitely different genres of movies so the whole alien abduction thing that's a that's a a, a topic that you you uh, don't even get me into it yeah i love aliens yeah like i so does joe rogan i i don't and, listen to and, a lot of and i i also enjoy aliens as well i remember i was out camping in the idaho backcountry when the starlink satellites started flying oh yeah and i swore i was like jumping up and down next to the campfire also i may have had a little bit of alcohol in my system right yeah but i was jumping up and down because i was certain that the alien invasion had started and i was like so happy that joe rogan and i were finally going to be right about aliens and that they were they, they do exist what do you mean yeah i, I agree with you no they no 100 like yeah they're they're real I, I know and so then seeing these starlink satellites i thought this was the confirmation oh. i thought it was the confirmation have you not seen like, ufos and stuff i mean i've seen some very i things, I, I, that, things so, that i can't explain what they were yeah I've definitely seen weird shit happen. Um, yeah, my... My mom's seen UFOs. Like a UFO parked right over the top of her house. Nice. And was like hovering. Yeah. And she said it was like a disc and it had like an orange light and a purple light and a green light on the bottom of it or something that was like spinning around the bottom. And it just like... That's LSD. But... Um, I mean, my mom's never done any type of psychoactive drugs. Totally. So. Me neither. And this is when like the cattle killing stuff and I was really going haven't. on. I know that. The, this is when the cattle killing stuff was was going on, where like cattle were like the guts were sucked out of them, but then there was like no incisions or like. That's not aliens. That is chupacabras. Oh okay. Oh, paint. How dare I? <laughs> yeah. What the How dare fuck? Get your mythology straight, yeah. <laughs> you fucking jerk off. It's not mythology. Okay. Yeah. I mean, well, tell me about it. I would love for people to know well, more about all, it. Well, first of I looked up um, the movie that terrified well, me, yeah, which well, was the fourth kind. Oh, the fourth kind. Yeah, yeah and mm-hmm. it, and I I know I've told you about owls mm-hmm. and yes. stuff, um, which have totally fucked me mm-hmm. up my whole life. Yeah. But the fourth kind says you know about the owl thing mm-hmm. and the aliens, and so then it really freaked me out because I'm like, why am I having so many owl experiences? And then I saw that um, when I was like sixteen, seventeen, and it was based off like a true story in abductions in mm-hmm. Alaska, and it's just like some crazy old broad, you know, telling her story. Um, which is probably going to be me like mm-hmm. when I'm old as shit, like on some documentary. Just <laughs> wow, <crazy>. kids. <laughs> Out in the Arizona going desert. Um, 
yeah, no, that movie really fucked me up. And I had to sleep with my mom at 17 years old for like a good week and a half because I thought she was going to get abducted. Mm-hmm. Like really mental health issues there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, yeah, you need to stop watching scary movies. And that was the last scary movie I've ever watched mm-hmm. because like too bad. But um, no, where I grew up um, in Nevada, we lived really close to Area 51. Mm-hmm. And my my father... My dad um, actually worked with some in the Area 51 mm-hmm. film that I can't really talk about. But, um, no, there was, like, really crazy shit out there, like lights and probably government aircraft shit. But Oh, there's some definitely crazy things that happen right. out there. Yeah. But there's people how, that live in that area that talk about strange aircraft all, all the, the time. time. Yeah, yeah and, and you'll see signs like low-flying aircraft mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Um, however... Like, there's just, like, certain feelings, you know, that you're like, oh, that's not correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but I won't get into it much. But, yeah, they're real. Aliens are here upon us. I, I like that you're, I like that you're rolling this paint. It's awesome. <laughs> rolling this paint. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't want to seem crazy, but. Too late. <laughs> Too late. Yeah. They're real. Awesome. Well. This has been a great experience with Old yeah, Desert Patriot. What, uh, yeah? What do you want to What do you want to close with? What do you want to? What uh-huh. would you like to parting messages? Where can people find you? Do you want people to find you? <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> not really. I. Uh, but yes, at the same time, business purposes for yeah. Arizona, and I'm gonna do like some traveling courses here soon. Um, you can just follow my Instagram, Desert Period Patriot. Had to add the period since my other account got shut down. Yeah. Um, and then there's also Desert Patriot Training. And there's DesertPatriotTraining.com. So awesome. <laughs> yeah. So any one of those, any one of those places. Any of those. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's yeah. Great. And any big plans going into 22? Um, just rolling out my own courses. Um, I might be part of tactical games coming up. Like not actually part of it. Like I don't want to get in shape for that. Right. I don't have no desire to do that. Um, but I might be rolling around with firearms, legal protection and helping promote it. Um, oh, okay. Since yeah. Talk about them real quick before we, before yeah, we cut firearms legal protection. Um, I partner with, um, who is a great legal team and attorneys 24 seven and love them, especially here. They're not, um, nationwide yet, but they're getting there and they're great people. And they help me a lot. Like yeah, and then time. what is their what's their mission? What's their what's their focus? Um, just legal protection, right? Like attorneys and all of that. And but specifically around like firearms. So firearms, if like you're if you're correct. carrying concealed yeah. and you, you So like USCCA but way better. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so like if you accidentally have to shoot somebody. If you accidentally Yeah, if you accidentally I have mean, to like no if somebody accidents. comes up and like puts a blade to your If you have to defend yourself correct i was being facetious of course right yeah yeah. that's what i meant like if somebody comes up and tries to jack you with the gas pump and take your car at knife point and you smoke that you smoke check them then these which i pray never happens yeah right but at least you have protection Mm -hmm. and yeah they're really great then they pick up all your legal stuff immediately if you're yes yeah like um and you know who your attorneys are beforehand Mm -hmm. um you can look into that um, and come. how does it work? Is, it, is there is there like a monthly fee that you pay? Or yeah, like and, a... and it's not like it's you can opt out anytime. Yeah, but it's like either ten dollars to twenty five dollars, depending on like the family plans, mm. things like that. Annual um, recurring revenue. We talked about this. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. great. But no, they're they're awesome, and there's no cap like for your legal fees because you know if you 
do shoot some on like look at the kyle rittenhouse stuff like yeah. he had to pay so much fucking money yeah um and you know he had a lot of backing um if you're just like a normal civilian like mm-hmm. a lot of people lose their houses and pretty much everything going bankrupt um i think the average is like three hundred thousand dollars just to prove you know like some what of an innocence but like it goes towards attorney fees all of that so there's no cap and they have you know the bonds and everything like that um so i usually have them out for my ccw courses but we're going to be running some seminars here um within the next 45 days mm-hmm. and just going over all the things and laws and it's, we're actually doing like classes really cheap like for like 10 bucks we didn't want to do something for free because i've noticed people don't show up right free do you hear that i do hear that is it the aliens it's not the aliens it's my my amp gets a little bit and it, a little it gets a little bit no, weird sometimes the government's tapping into us that's we, true we need yeah to the shut nsa this, down. And this and is and how we're ending it we're NSA. shutting this down but, but, <laughs> the nsa's like, listening yeah. to us right now yeah okay. yeah yeah no we're shutting this down immediately i yeah. don't trust it <laughs> <laughs> all right well thank you for well, thank coming you on. for yeah. um coming all the way down here yeah absolutely yeah. yeah pleasure so thanks for coming on and we are gonna get out of here but we'll catch you guys on the flip side peace yeah.